Good morning, ladies. <laughs> Thank you again for being here today. Uh, my name is Erica Harvey. It's actually Erica Williams because I got married. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have the pleasure this morning of introducing this morning's uh, keynote speaker. Uh, the speaker this morning is my mother, uh, Sister Ruby Harvey. Uh, my sisters and I, we're scattered throughout the room. Uh, we've had the pleasure of, of experiencing my mother's love, uh, encouragement, wisdom throughout our whole lives. And I know I speak for all, two, all three of us uh, that we're really excited to hear what she's going to share today. I didn't even want to know what she was saying because I was like, I want the experience to see <laughs> what you're going to tell the audience. So um, she, she's a wonderful woman, and I'm happy to introduce her today. Um, but before she takes the stage, I want to read a little bit from the bio that you have in your folder. Oh, sorry. Um, just excited to hear what she has to say for, for us today. Uh, so let me read a little bit from the bio that you have today. I have a shorter version. So, Sister Ruby Harvey is married to Brother Vaughn Harvey, and they're the parents of three daughters. She has three son-in-laws and one adorable grandson. She was born and raised in a suburb of Memphis, Tennessee. And she's the youngest of nine children, or second youngest. Her parents instilled in her a love for the Lord and a strong work ethic. And she lived and worked for nine years on the island of Bermuda with her husband and daughters. Since moving back to Maryland, we've lived in Ellicott City, and they currently reside in White Marsh, Maryland. Ruby was added to the church along with her husband, Vaughn, in 1990 at a church in Bermuda. And prior to, once we returned back to Maryland, we worshiped at the Baltimore Church of Christ. The Baltimore Church of Christ. And, and, and we came to the Laurel Church of Christ in 1994. Mm -hmm. 
Ruby loves to entertain and fellowship, hosting many church members at her home over the years. In her career, Ruby is employed with the U.S. government as a member of the Senior Executive Service. And Ruby has a long history of championing and supporting the professional advancement of women in the workplace. Ruby earned her master's degree from Johns Hopkins University. And she holds a bachelor's degree from Jackson State University. That, that's where she met my father. <laughs> if asked. If asked to describe herself, the order would be as follows. Christian, wife, mother. Sister, aunt, friend. Yeah. <laughs> and business ex- <laughs> and business executive. Ruby enjoys spending time with her family, attending church gatherings, reading, writing, and musical theater. And she's also learning to play the ukulele. (laughs) So all this being said, this is just a brief summary of who my mother is. And after a song, I think, we'll welcome her to the stage. So thank you. Thank you. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Fast love of the Lord never ceases, His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my
Good morning and buenos dias. Thank you so much, Erica, for that uh, kind introduction. I'm uh, both pleased to be introduced by Erica because she did such a great job, and as she noted, she's my daughter, so I'm a proud mom. <laughs> Uh, as Erica noted, I'm also joined by my other two lovely daughters, Amber, who's down from Philadelphia. And Erica also has a twin sister, Monica, who's here with my wonderful grandson, Alexander. He's the adorable one that I spoke about. <laughs> Uh, I'd also like to uh, thank heartily our co-chairs Renee Wharton and Wanda Oliver and the Ladies' Day Committee. That's right. Give them a hand. Um, thank you all for inviting me to speak. It, it is an honor to be up here. Right. Now, I, I will let you all in on a secret, however, okay? Um, the way I really got here is that, <laughs> is that uh, a couple of ladies' days ago, I was sitting out there in the audience, and I thought to myself, I would love to do that someday. Now, now the thing is, I didn't say this out loud, so nobody heard me say this, <laughs> but the Lord did. Um, the Lord did. Um, and as scripture says, my speech today is actually life as a testimony. The strong and courageous woman is projected on the screen, I believe. I'm, I'm good, Abba. Uh, as scripture says, the Lord really does know our thoughts. And so if you turn to Psalms 139, scriptures 1 and 2, it reads, It reads, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. So the Lord knows our thoughts, ladies. So if you're sitting in the audience today, if you're sitting there and you're thinking that at some point you want to be up here, even though you might not say it out loud, the Lord is listening. So next year, it might be you here at the mic. Okay? Um, 
Um, as I as I prepare for today, I, I explore various topics. Uh, you know, it's hard to know exactly what to talk about for an event such as this, but uh, I focused on various topics. As, uh, as Erica noted, or as your bulletin noted, I am uh, the wife of an elder, and all that means. I'm a mom, I'm a working mom, working grandmom, I'm, I'm a working woman and a grandmom. What my, bio, what my bio does not mention, however, is that I have, uh, over the years, I've had a number of medical issues. And I'll admit that there are times that I am challenged spiritually. In fact, one of the songs that I often reflect on is called Seek Ye First, the Kingdom of God, because of that challenge. I sometimes find that um, the demands of the world actually compete with me spiritually. And because I, I really wanted to come forward and just have real talk with you all, I decided that I would speak to you in four different areas today. feel that I have a testimony in these areas. They are um, medical and health, work, workplace, career, spiritual, and family. Um, it's, it's my belief, ladies, that all of us in the room probably have some situation that we faced in one, two, or maybe all of these areas that would allow us to bear witness to the glory and grace of the Lord in our lives. I um we're, we'll start with medical health. Let's you know get get that one out of the way. I think that's a pretty heavy topic. But uh, as I mentioned, I've I've had medical issues in this number a number of medical issues in this area, 
including a number of surgeries. I was on a panel uh, a couple of years ago, and I have a picture that's shown that uh, I wanted to share with you because if you notice, and the arrow maybe gives it away, but uh, at the time, and I'll point with the pointer here, but you might not be able to see it, but I'm on a cane in that picture. Um, up to that point for that surgery, which was spinal fusion surgery. I was in chronic and oftentimes debilitating pain. And it caused me to feel such anguish that that I was in tears most days most days um, I needed help getting in the bath and performing most of you know my basic household task it, it was almost impossible thank God for my husband and my daughters I, I needed help, and sometimes I, I wore a mask. Not everybody knew what was going on. I'm a pretty private person, um, but I realized that, um, that I didn't necessarily seek the help that I needed. The, Those were pretty dark days, and even today I'll look back at old photos and I see a lot of pain in that person's face. I went from doctor to doctor uh, of all types. Pain management, steroid, acupuncture, uh, chiropractors. The, the list really went on, and I know some of you all can relate to this because I've heard from you about some of your own pain situations. I know of, a, of another woman who suffered pain for many, many years. In fact, she suffered for 12 years. I think you know about her as well. Turn with me in your Bibles. We're going to uh, take a look at Luke chapter 8, verses 42 through 48. 
Amy, uh, I think I'll read it all and then would you read back? Okay. All right. Uh, it reads as follows. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him, and a woman who was there had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out of me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling came trembling, and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Yes, her faith did heal her. Even, even today, this unnamed woman, I don't believe that she's named in the Bible, but this unnamed woman, uh, she is an example of being strong and courageous even today. If you think about it, uh, during her time, it, it was unlawful to come out with the, with the cycle, with the menstrual cycle. Um, and for her to touch someone, it made that person unclean. But in order to move past her illness, she knew. She knew that she had to reach out to the Lord. This is the same path that I took. I, I had to reach out to the Lord. I had to humble myself before the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. Ladies, 
sisters, the Lord is here and ready to help all of you as well. You need to reach out. Put your, put your faith in him. He's ready. I, I know that some of you all out there are suffering. Your situation, it might be physical. It might be psychological. You might be heartsick. What I want to say to you is keep on keeping on. The Lord is here. He, he is ready to lift you up. Just hold on. There's, there's one other. There is one other testimony that I want to give. It's because of my grandson. We said this would be hard, didn't we, Amy? <laughs> um, and be strong and courageous, right, Ruby? Um, we have such a testimony in our family with Alexander. Uh, I think a lot of you all might know that he's had some health issues with his heart. But uh, let me tell you that through faith and prayer, you see the, the beautiful person that he is, full of life, and he's our joy. Okay. All right. So uh, <laughs> I told you we get through the heaviest one first. <laughs> we, we did it, right? Uh, we're, we'll next talk about workplace and career testimonies. And again, I, I know that I'm not alone in having many examples and many testimonies to share in this area, but if you would just allow me, I'd just like to talk a little bit about what goes on here. Um, I, I first want to say to any of you ladies um, who have worked or currently work in your home and, you know, that is, that is your career, that is your workplace, um, I want you to know that I fully understand the sacrifices that you make every day. And I ask God's blessings on your homes and on you.
I'd, li I'd like to focus today's discussion in this area, though, mainly on those who, find, who work outside the home. Um, women actually make up a larger and larger share of the workplace every year. You've probably seen the numbers, and it's going up. We are, we are out there. We're, we're working outside of our homes. And, and we work outside of our homes for a variety of reasons. It's not just financial. Uh, lots of times it is. Most times it is. Yeah. Um, many of us have career interests that make us think, oh, I, I should do this outside my home. Or uh, you have capabilities that you really want to uh, offer to people in the workplace. We spend, a, we spend a lot of time. No, I do anyway, or I did. We spend a lot of time just trying to figure out what is my purpose? What, what should I do with myself? Should I work outside my home? Uh, why is work so stressful? When can I quit? Or when can I retire, in my case? <laughs> Who are these people? And, and these are all important questions to ask yourselves if you, if you do go outside your homes to work. But in the middle of it all, what you have to do is ask yourself this question. Am I seeking the Lord first? Um, I recently participated in a wonderful ladies' book club here at Laurel. Are any of the book club members here? Would you raise your hand? Okay, great. So you all will get this. And uh, our, the selected book that we read and studied was called um, A Thorn in the Flesh by R.T. Kendall. Uh, that book, it, it was a great book because it allowed us to examine the Apostle Paul's description of his thorn in the flesh. Would you turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7? Let's just see what Paul had to say about the thorn in the flesh. It reads as follows. 
Or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Now, you wouldn't think that amongst those thorns that people describe, that the notion of a, of a good job could possibly be viewed as a thorn in the flesh. But. I've had what most people would look at as a successful career. Yet I know that there have been those times that work has really, um, really prevented me from being all that I could spiritually, or I allow work to prevent me from being all that I could spiritually. And I ask your prayers, I humbly ask your prayers for myself and anyone else who has this struggle on a regular basis. And the first first step, as, as the saying goes, the first step in fixing a problem is admitting that problem. And on this one, I, I know that I am a work in progress, but I believe that I will have victory in Jesus to overcome it. Now, having said all that, let's, let's look at the flip side of that. Because here's my story. Um, I'd like to also share that it was in the workplace that I participated in my first Bible study. And uh, this same co-worker who studied with me ended up studying with my husband. So here we are 27 years later, uh, and this is the fruits of something that started in the workplace. So I'm here to tell you that no matter your situation, God can use you in any situation. Whether 
están Dios, Dios puede usarlos, usarlas en cualquier You can, you can use any situation that he finds you in, puts you in, to bring people into his kingdom. And that's what's most important about this particular topic. As we move on to talk about spiritual testimony and where we might all look within to determine, do we have a testimony that's based on our spiritual life? Um, Um, we women in the church, we are tested, we're tried spiritually in so many ways almost every day. The battle is being fought on many, many fronts. It is in our workplace, it's in our home, it's in our community. And I'm sad to say that sometimes that spiritual battle goes right on right here in the church. The old rules of societal norms, they've changed, ladies. They've changed. I know they've changed in my lifetime. The, old, the um, old rules of what you were exposed to on TV, um, you know, the, the rise of social media, the internet itself on the whole. It's, it's brought that battle right, right to our doorstep. This is an area I, I really beg you all, I plead with you all, be strong, be courageous as parents, as friends. Let's just make sure we are not allowing a lot of the modern technology to overtake our lives. I'm so glad to see many of our young people here. Um, I love you all, and I and I truly say this from the heart, what I'm about to say. And that is, I want you all to be careful. I want you all to think before you post. You know, uh, 
we we see so much that goes on with Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Be clear about something. Once it's out there, it's out there. You can't get it back. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I love technology. I studied it. <laughs> and it's, it's a great way for us to connect. Friends that we haven't seen in years, family members who are across the country. It's great. And, and in my case, nothing pleases me more than to end my day with FaceTime with Alexander. Right, Monica? <laughs> yeah, she, Monica probably says, Mommy and Daddy, it, it, you know, it's time to put him to bed. Can I please sign off now? So thank you, Monica. <laughs> And um, not only are, are young people, we as adults, come on, let's, let's admit to this. We are probably engaging in some behaviors ourselves that don't glorify the Lord. Okay. And I know... Um, you know, sometimes our, our, our sisters who are single or, you know, they choose to be unmarried, but sometimes the world can throw at them just added challenges. And I just want to thank you all for holding steady. Don't be tempted. Satan is out there, but you're strong. You're courageous. And sometimes I, I feel somewhat overwhelmed by all that I see you exposed to, that I'm exposed to, but I go back to scripture when I try to get my thoughts right about how to deal with all of the temptations that are out there affecting us spiritually. Um, if you would turn to me to John chapter 16, verse 33, I, it reads, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I think that scripture is so appropriate uh, on this topic because you can feel overwhelmed with all that's going on in the world to influence you spiritually. Bueno, 
Yeah, think about that. If you have Jesus on the side, on your side, it doesn't matter what the technology is. It doesn't matter the application or the app, as they say. Uh, Jesus knows about all of this, and he has overcome the world. He'll overcome the problems that are associated with what we see right now in the form of social media. The, um, the last topic that I want to speak with you about uh, has to do with family. You probably see I'm a little bit more upbeat on this topic than I was on the first one, medical. <laughs> Doesn't mean that it's not hard work, though. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote in uh, 1 Corinthians 9.22, To the weak I became weak. To win the weak I, be- I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. He expressed that he sometimes had to be all things to all people. And you might wonder, well, what, what, how are you making that leap? And, per not, and uh, perhaps not in the exact same context, but these are the words that really stuck with me. All things to all people. Um, don't we as women sometimes feel that we are all things to all people? We are wives, mothers, daughters, friends, family members, uh, counselors. We act as referees. We act as judge, as jury, as disciplinarians. <laughs> we go to school. We uh, manage our homes or our businesses if we're business owners. We cook, we clean, we shop. We're on. We're unpaid stylists. We are hairdressers. We are career coaches. I mean, this list is long, ladies. You know what I'm talking about. I know you do. <laughs> and the amazing thing is that we do a lot of this before noon. <laughs> <laughs> and
and and you know as life goes on and it does go on over time we might find that our role is changing yet again Over time, we might find that we become caregivers in our families, to our parents, to our spouses. And to those of you who are serving as caregivers, I really want to commend you. Uh, I want to thank you on behalf of those that you care for. I know it's hard. I know it can be. I know it can be a challenge for you and for them, because you know their life has changed as well. And especially to those of you who are called to take care of your parents, especially. I want to just take you back to scripture to remind you of why you're doing what you're doing and why the Lord expects you to do that. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 2 through 3, it reads, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. that it may be well with thee and thou may livest long on the earth. Very important. Um, my own mother, she was an amazing woman. She was born at a time and in a place where your skin color framed your life. She raised nine children and she loved the Lord. She taught me to love the Lord. And she was my first female role model. She would have been a great speaker today. She sacrificed a lot for our family, um, as I know that many of us do, as moms, as family members. In her final years, she passed away uh, five years ago. Um, and our roles reversed. She's, she suffered from Alzheimer's during her final days. Uh, 
and I often had to just go back and reflect on scripture that to care for her, my brother and my sisters, I give them so much credit, but to care for her was fulfilling that particular uh, scripture of honoring our parents, our mothers and fathers. Um, we women, we you know, we are blessed to be natural nurturers. Uh, we feel deeply. These these are blessings. These these traits these are blessings. Uh, please please just don't ever think that the world doesn't need caring women. Um, it is something that we all want to be clear about because a lot of times that's rejected as outdated thinking. You know, it's not keeping up with modern times. But the Bible is very clear in terms of how women are supposed to support our families, how we are supposed to reach out to others. Um, so just don't, don't accept the fact that these traits are not worthy. They are. Um, would you turn with me to Proverbs 31, please? Now, in the interest of time, I'm, I'm not going to read the um, all of all of the verses. But if you haven't read it in a while, uh, just know that it is as relevant today as when it was first written. Um, in Um, in, in summary, it, it describes, it gives us a handbook for what Christian women should strive to be. And if you haven't read it in a while, uh, find a quiet moment and read it. I think you will be reminded of a lot. You'll perhaps even learn a lot. But I... I will read uh, one of the verses because I think it, it conveys a really important message about our relationship as women to God. And, and as I said before, our womanhood is a gift. So I'm going to read Proverbs 31, uh, verse 30. 
and it reads, Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Amen? Uh, I, I really loved Sister Monique's uh, poem that she read, and Sister Diane, you read it so beautifully. I know she'd be very pleased. Uh, but I, I strongly re- recommend that in addition to reading Proverbs 31, also go back and read Monique's poem. Uh, I was just very uplifted rereading Proverbs 31 and reading Monique's poem. So as I uh, get ready to leave you with some final thoughts, I just want to remind you that whether it's medical, work-related, spiritual challenge, or family areas, uh, these are just a few of the areas that I know that there is testimony in this room. And as I mentioned, I'm, I'm a pretty private person, I am, and I probably will be forever, but I, I thought that sharing my testimony might just encourage you to develop a willingness to share parts of your story. Sometimes uh, just opening ourselves up a little bit and creating a connection point, it's, it's that opening to bring people to the Lord, and I say it's worth it. Uh, I'm projecting uh, something that I found as I was preparing for this speech that uh, I thought I would leave with you also. It's not from scripture, but I think it sums up a lot of what we're striving to do as strong and courageous women. And it reads, I'm a strong woman. Everything that's hit me in life, I've dealt with. I cried myself to sleep, picked myself back up, and wiped away my tears. I've grown from things that were meant to break me. I've 
I've grown stronger by the day and have God to thank for that. Amen. Amen. Um, when I when I was introduced, uh, I think it talked a little bit about my job, and I'm um, I'm chancellor at a large educational organization. And because I'm in education, I know some of you are as well, but, but because I'm in education, I get to assign homework, okay? <laughs> and your homework is, is pretty simple, and I, I hope you will take it to heart, but it's this. Take care of each other and take care of yourselves. I want to see you back here. I hope that you've heard something today that you will reflect on. I know you will learn a lot as we go through the day. Uh, again, I want to welcome all of you all who are here, especially our visitors. Uh, I want to, again, welcome everyone here, especially our visitors. Enjoy the rest of the program and have a fantastic day. Thank you. Thank you. And while, while you're standing, would you please give my fantastic interpreter, Amy Byer, a hand. I knew I threw you a couple of curveballs, but you came through great. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies. might need the mic. Uh, <laughs> we love you so much. And we knew when we asked you to be part of this that everybody else would get a chance to see what a wonderful, beautiful woman that you are. We can never thank you enough for all that you give us and you do for us. Amen. Ruby and her husband are always available. If you need to talk to them, if you need a shoulder to cry on, a shoulder to lean on, or somebody to just laugh with you sometimes. Ruby and Vaughn are always there. Amen. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Amy. 
just a moment. Because we can't give her enough, we decide to give her an open. where you start to take part in the service. You go to the bathroom. <laughs> and you come back. <laughs> On time. You have eight minutes. You have 10 minutes. <laughs> as close to 10 as you can so we can get started.
All right, it's time. And if the, this corner over here, you need to be quiet over in this corner. Gloria. I told you I was going to crack the whip. All right, it's time to get started. What we're going to do now. Oh, I'm sorry. Come on. Hurry, 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 hurry. It is time to get started. It's All right. Now, on this phase of the program, you've already started your part when you went to the restroom. So now, you're going to be a part of a small group. Now, if I have my paper and my glasses, I can tell you the group. While I get them, you interpret. Now this is where you start to work. We're going to have four small groups. Diane three, come up here. <laughs> Tamika Blankenship, may I see you at the front, please? Daisy Rodriguez, Martinez, Andrea, I'm sorry. We, we, we call it Daisy. <laughs> Darlene Wilkins. All right. These groups are group number one is Diane three. Courage when the enemy attacks your health. Group number two, Tamika Blankenship. Tamika, that's good, that'll work. <laughs> Courage in the age of political correctness and social media. Daisy Martinez, group number three. <laughs> Courage when faced with cultural changes. And group number four, Darlene Wilkins. Courage when disasters and extreme challenges come. Now this is your part. You choose a group that you want to be in. All right. Now, when you choose your group, 
Group number one is going to be right here. That's Diane's group. Group number two is going to have to go upstairs. So if you don't want to climb some stairs, that's not the group to be in. <laughs> upstairs in the training room. Upstairs where the lights are off and the stairs off, so don't go. Um, Andrea, Daisy's group is going to be downstairs in the Spanish, where the Spanish ministry meets. And Darlene's group is going to be wandering in the desert for 40 years. <laughs> They're going to be downstairs somewhere, so you want to stick with her. Well, fifth and six. We're the bigger we chip. Fifth and six. All right, so now's your time. Now listen up. You're going to get back in here, and you're going to be done. You get, mm, let me see how much time I want to give you. Hour, hour, and, hour and a half, maybe? Yes. Because you're going to have to work. All right, so what time is it now? All right, you get an hour. Be back in here at 12. Lunch, I knew this was coming up. Lunch will be at 12 o'clock. So it would behoove you to get to your rooms, get your stuff done, get back up here so we can say a grace and a blessing over the food and be ready to eat it at 12 o'clock. Go for it.